You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, smart down, and it's called for another foul. And we are back with another episode of From the Rafters. Sam and I are here recording on Tuesday, July 20th, and we are here with longtime friend of the podcast, Tim Shields. How are you doing today, Tim? Doing all right, guys. Long time no see. For real. Yeah, you are, you are not watching a pregame show. This is a podcast. <laughs> we are not. There's no game today. Um, it, the month is flying by. It's almost the end of July already. It's insane. We're going to be watching basketball again soon. Even though the season yeah. hasn't ended, there's a game tonight. But who cares, man? It's not the Celtics. <laughs> That's what I say. Hey, the game's now, been great, I, though. I, I mean, I'm Milwaukee excited for the tonight. finals tonight. You want Milwaukee to switch sides? You were a Suns guy for a while there. Really? Well, I mean, they beat the Lakers. They've done the Lord's work. But, I mean, <laughs> Milwaukee also did the Lord's work. So I don't really know what you want out of me. I mean, it's a rock and a hard place. I, I like the things Giannis uh, has said. I like that he has been loyal yeah. to Milwaukee. Um it's kind of funny that like they were him and Middleton were on the team for years and years and years. And they were really bad at the beginning. Like I saw a post today. It was like, they won 15 games the first year. And then in the playoffs so far, they've won 15 games. So that's quite the turnaround. Uh, good for them. That's maybe not the way all championship teams should be built, but it's nice to see once in a while, somebody get rewarded for, uh, you know, not buying everybody or, or blowing up the teams or, teaming up with the super friends there so mm-hmm. i think it's pretty cool pretty good i think this i think this finals overall is really really good for the nba i think this really helps the argument of like having a homegrown star and building around them the right way like even middleton was acquired via trade because i think he originally was drafted by the pistons yeah but i mean he's been with the bucks now that pretty much everyone remembers him as a buck and you know you have devin booker and deandre ayton and you added cp3 to that core and i mean hell you know they they went eight and in the bubble and fell short last year and look at them now this year it's crazy so yeah i think either way like i can live with the outcome i'm rooting for the suns because I, I want chris paul to finally reach the promised land you know he's finally in the nba finals <laughs> just get a ring so he can like retire and have it not be like this dreaded monkey hanging on his back so but if Giannis wins it he absolutely deserves it the bucks have been fantastic he's been unreal and i don't even think he's 100 percent healthy but you know it's pretty awesome to watch. I think this is good for the NBA. Yeah, it's great. I mean, game five, yep, game five was amazing to watch. Drew Holiday, Aliyup, obviously, we, we all know the highlights. But I saw something on Instagram before we dive into Celtics-related topics. Would you consider this Bucks team a super team? Now, I just was, like, looking at teams of years past, and they like they were making the argument. Because, I, I mean, I don't think it is. I think it's just a well-constructed team. But then at the same time, I don't think last year's Lakers team was a super team either, right? Like, it, it's just... You got to debate because it's tough because that's two guys, right? It's two guys, and then the talent fall off on that Lakers team was very stark. Like, Kuzma's good, but then this team is just three stars and a well-put-together roster. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's an interesting debate. I I feel like Super Team is uh, almost subjective, not not as a bias kind of thing, saying, you know, the Lakers are a Super Team because we don't like them or whatever. I think (laughs) it's more about the team being homegrown like it's a lot harder to call a team a super team if they've got guys that they've you know had forever you know a super team to me is really like a team that comes together 
uh, you know, meant to win. And it's a bunch of guys that weren't necessarily all on the team. Like, uh, think of like the Avengers, right? Like the Avengers are a super team that don't always play together. If you want to put it like that, they team up for big deals. Um, You know, like, I guess you could say Captain America and Falcon are, are a regular team. There you go. There's your Marvel analogy. Absolutely sensational work from Sam today. <laughs> I, I I think the one thing that with the Lakers specifically, I think differentiates them from the Bucks is they've got two guys who won MVP. They have two guys who who are in that conversation regularly. Like forget actually forgive me, did AD did AD ever win MVP? No, no but he's been he in the conversation. Won. He's been in the conversation. I don't so think like, he's ever finished top four though. I I saw a chart recently. I don't know. He also he, I, I understand your point though. I understand your point. He's a top ten player. Like honestly, yeah, he's, like, a top I, 10 player I, he's gotta be probably a top five at his position too. And at least LeBron at one point in his career. I don't know about now. I mean he slowed down a little bit, but Washed. I mean he's still like a top <laughs> three player in the league, which is crazy to think if you really like pushing that narrative. But you know, you've got two guys who clearly chose to team up together, and I think you know, the Bucks traded for Middleton years ago, and for the most part, they built out organically and signed, you know, good free agents. And then that big trade for Drew Holiday, like, that's the big swing they took. I don't feel like that's a super team. I think the Lakers are closer to a super team, and that's just because the sheer talent of AD and LeBron. Yeah, and that's fair. I just don't think, like, from my perspective, I think this year's Bucks team is a better, more well-constructed team than the Lakers, but I also understand that, you know, LeBron and AD are probably, they they would arguably be the best two players in the series. Like Giannis versus AD, that's a debate. Like at this point, most people would probably have Giannis over AD, but like last year it it was like a real debate whether who who was a better player. So I I think it's just the depth of the Bucks puts them above the Lakers. But at that point, I don't think the Lakers are a super team. Like, yeah, the concept of a super team, like you said, Sam, it's subjective because, you know, oh, they teamed up, which makes them a super Like the Nets, that's a super team, obviously. Yeah. They lost. Bec- and, and, like, they lost, which is great. I'm not saying, like, oh, the championship's invalid because they got hurt. But they got hurt. I mean, I'm not, you can't ignore they the still fact beat that them. Kyrie and Harden. Yeah, exactly. They still beat them. And I'm not gonna, Katie's like, the best guy on that team, and they still had to play against him. I mean, name a yeah. team that's in the playoffs that was 100% healthy. Like, you yeah, can't exactly. because of this yeah, season, you, you know? It's all of a war of attrition were the and Knicks building healthy? your team right. They still lost in five? I think the Knicks were healthy. Uh, the Knicks were healthy. Yeah, the Knicks, they... clown-ass Knicks. No, well, oh. Mitchell Robinson was hurt, but he was hurt. Oh, no, that's – No, but, I mean, Mitchell Robinson's a big piece. He's a big piece. He is a big piece, piece but yeah, they yeah. – I don't know. They were used to playing without him. But I guess, I guess we can't be biased. But it's funny you were talking about uh, Giannis and AD – it's it is funny because I would still say AD is the better guy, but at the same time, if you switch them, I don't think Milwaukee has nearly the same success. I feel like AD yeah. is like cemented himself as a Robin because anytime and he's had good teams, you know, he's had solid players on he's his team. He's had Drew Holiday. Teams. He's had Drew Holiday. <laughs> he's had Cousins when Cousins was good. I mean, he's been on teams that should have won and he hasn't. So he, I I feel like he might have cemented himself as a Robin, even though he's absolutely still top ten in the league. It's just like. He's not the kind of player that you put in a team and he's going to change the whole complexion of your team. Is like, it's not going to make you league? a winner. Is he top Probably. 10 Probably. Hang on, hang on. Are you debating if Anthony Davis is a top 10 player? Yeah. I mean, I okay. Let's, let's there are a lot of good like, players in the league. So, right okay, now. I can name 10 right now. Right? I can name 10 right now. 
we got LeBron, KD, Kawhi, Steph, Dame is debatable. James Harden, I'd clearly put above him, right? Giannis, you can debate. Jokic, you can debate. Embiid, you can debate. Like, there, there's, no, there's guys. Jack's uh, right. There's a lot of good players in the league going it's around close. right now. It's close, but it's, I even, think, Luka? Luka? I didn't even say yeah, Luka. Didn't even say no, Luka. he didn't even say Luka. I no, think. I'm just saying it's debatable. I would I would put AD still. I would put him above Embiid. Jokic having the wow. season that he did. No, I don't think. Dude, I don't even think that's crazy. I really don't think that's crazy. Because, like, the, okay, look, the main argument you can have with them is that, like, they both have had health issues. Like, they both have had issues with durability. Well, would the Lakers be better with Embiid instead of Davis? I think they would. But you could also say the 76ers would probably be be better with Anthony Davis. Yeah. I it, yeah, yeah, I agree so, with that, too. I, I think know. they'd be better once I don't know, man. I, out of the city, but that's I feel like I'm I'm out on Davis as, like, a number one. Yeah. And Embiid's no, the I, number one in Philly. So, like, I feel like if Davis is there, they don't do as well. Yeah, but even then, like, they're still falling short. They've got no, other they issues, are. though. though. I don't think it's Embiid's. Better. I don't think it's Embiid's fault for I sure. I think yeah. some of it's on him, but it's mostly on Simmons. Like yeah. you know, he's not always in the best condition. He craps out at the end of games sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it's really crazy. Like in my head, like right now, I cannot picture Davis leading a team as the best player. Even though I've told you he's better than LeBron, just a troll. Hey, he, but like. <laughs> He had some serious chances in New Orleans too. Like those were good teams. Those right? were good like, teams. With the, Rondo, Rondo was off the well bench. You had Cousins. You had Drew Holiday. Like they weren't bad teams. They swept the Blazers, and I know the Blazers don't play good defense, but they swept them. Like it wasn't even close. Then they ran into the Warriors, which is just like, what are you gonna do at yeah. that point? Like, so I mean, it, it's tough to to make that debate. And he, in fairness, he won in his first year in LA. He won a championship, right? And I, I'm I'm still of the mind that that wasn't a super team. I don't like, they might've been the best team in the league, but I don't think it was a super team. There were other teams that could have beaten them. I think the Clippers could have beaten them. I think, you know, the Nuggets, maybe not the they're too young. I think the Celtics would have had a chance. I think the Bucks would have had a chance. I think the Heat had a chance if Bam out of and Gordon dropped. Bam and Gordon didn't play, right? They were, they're missing two of their top three players. Like, I'm, I'm not saying they would have won. There anyways, and it's annoying because they had to go through the Celtics, but, I I mean, come on. Like, I mean, they massive they massively overachieved. Like the Miami yes. Heat massively overachieved. Do they still have really good talent? Sure, but like, if they were not going in there 100 percent full health, like they were going to be screwed because the Lakers just they have that experience. There's a lot. And they still took two games. And they still took two games. I'm tough. I'm not saying they would have won, right? I, and maybe I'm a little biased now because I've been writing about them a lot. But it's sure. it's. If they had Bam and Gorin, it at least would have been more competitive. But regardless, um, yeah. So how did this spiral into this? We were talking about the finals, you know, Bucks. Finals, um, and you said, um, <laughs> uh, you said Giannis, if they were playing yeah. the Lakers or something. We went yeah, super yeah. team tangent. Super, super teams, teams though, anyways. I feel like you got to have three guys. I, I feel like to be a super team, you really have to have three. So then the Lakers weren't a super team last year. Y- yeah, like I'm with you. Like I really don't think they were, even though – I like it better when it's like two good players on the team better than three because it means Dynamic it's more duos. good teams. It's more, yeah. it's yeah. more competitive. And you last could say year was the only year we got of that. Last year Milwaukee's was the only year we got of that. Milwaukee's really a duo. Of the dynamic duos? No, last listen. Year, I, there weren't trios, no, in my opinion. I know oh, Jack's yeah. no, going to respond true. to what I'm saying. Sorry, you go know, ahead, like, Sam. That Holiday – like Holiday's a fantastic player, but he's not oh. a superstar game – like – 
he's not at the same level as the other two guys. I think you can make the argument Holiday's better than Middleton. Uh, I don't think so. I think Middleton's been their guy at the end know, of the game, creating shots. For I himself. know. I'm. He's I know. Been insane this series. As good as he's Holiday playing the Celtics every struggled. game, Jack. I know. Holiday has struggled on the offensive end. I'm not denying he that. Makes a but what he's bringing on the defensive end is is just ridiculous for the Bucks, right? And he's been good offensively in the last few games too, right? He has had his struggles, but he hasn't been bad recently, right? And I think there's a serious argument to be made who is the better player there. And I don't think either are close to the level of Giannis at this point, but I don't think those two are too far up. I'd probably put Middleton better, but I think there's definitely an argument, you know, to be made. I don't think Middleton's like years ahead of Drew Holiday from that standpoint. And they have a bunch of other talented guys. People forget, like, Dante V. G. Vincenzo's hurt right now. Too, and he's a starter for them. Bobby Portis has been great. You know, Brooke, Brooke Lopez. Lopez. I love Brooke Lopez. He's been great. He they, was they such a, a good team. signing for them all those years ago. He's been so good yeah, for that for team. Nothing. Yeah, I know. Last oh my God. He, last yeah. thing. I think Giannis needs to play center going forward. I I don't see any reason why he hasn't been. Yeah. Playing. I mean, he's got the size. He's big enough, strong enough. I mean, he's always compared to Shaq, and I feel like they play him at forward just because he can move the ball and bring it up. Yeah, I think up so till this funny. point, they didn't have someone who could kind of fill that gap at the power forward. But now that they have P.J. Tucker, I don't see any reason that he can't play center. Right. Because before that, who are they going to play at the four like that can cover that position? Like they can't bump Middleton up because like he, he's a good defender, but he's not going to bang down low with some of those bigger post guys. So but now, like I said, now that they have P.J. Tucker, I think they can definitely play him at the five moving forward. Um, but anyway, circling all the way back around to what I was saying earlier, Celtic stuff, I did want to get into some things. I'm sorry uh, you we'll guys s- had to listen to 20 minutes of non-Celtics. I know if I was listening. It's okay, even guys. Even though I enjoyed okay. the conversation. It's content. It's but good if, content. If I, if I was listening. Oh, it's appropriate game sixes tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's content. It's content. Um, I'd be like, Tremont- shut up about the other team. Who cares? <laughs> Tremont Waters uh, has been away from the team, apparently, looking for a bigger role elsewhere. Now, Tremont Sam- Waters turns heel. <laughs> Oh, my God. You, Sam and I were fairly big Tremont Water guys at the start of the last season. Uh, Tim, I, I'm pretty sure you were, you know, somewhat high in him. At least you I thought he was like, like good yeah. enough guy. Where is he going? Like, where is this bigger role for Tremont Waters? Like, I love the guy. He's I he think he has a potential. backup role, I think. Well, and I, I, where? I where? think he really suffered because there wasn't a G League. I think he was yeah. put in the game sporadically. He didn't have a consistent um time playing games he played like you so know well in the g league the other year though so like yeah, he was he like had that year. chance no no i'm not saying and that's why when he was playing for the celtics he was playing so well because he wasn't like ice cold coming in it's like when you're in baseball and you're warming up a reliever you can't just put him in without having him pitch you gotta have him warm up and he's getting in the game without any kind of warm-up he's just been watching i i think if he does stick around not that he will or even if he does he might not have that big of a role but he is going to be better this year wherever he plays than he was last year if he's playing consistent minutes whether it's in the nba or the g league just because he's getting more reps if you do something all the time you're going to be better at it than if you're doing it every once in a while even if you're practicing every day being in a game is different i think to be fair he also doesn't want to be a two-way player and this is the same thing with Taco Fall. I think I want to say it was Jay King who dropped an article for The Athletic like a while back, like a few weeks back, talking about how not many players stay on two-way contracts for like three straight years. And now they're going on like year three. And for Waters specifically, 
you know, we've seen these flashes. And I, I agree, like, not having a G League definitely hurt him. It's not the only player that it's affected. Like, we saw that affect Aaron Neesmith. And Romeo Langford straight up, like, came back and was, like, immediately plugged in. Uh, a lot of guys who could benefit from playing minutes just anywhere. And, like, these Celtics could not afford that last year. You know, I think it was a symptom of the situation. But, yeah, I don't think he's going to be here. And I, it's kind of crazy to me that, like, he actually came out and was, like, speaking through his agents like yeah i'm gonna look elsewhere it's like okay well part of my language but like good fucking luck like i don't i don't I'll know where he's gonna be able to get that spot <laughs> yeah he's where though but like exactly. where okay it's be a rebuilding team it has to be detroit it'll probably two be point guards they drafted back-to-back years so i don't well it'll probably be the thunder it, it's, like it's, realistically right draft cunningham could be the they thunder should. could be sucks he could Back up Fox in Sacramento. If I'm not missing anybody drastic, I know they have. I think they have Delon Wright. If if they have Halliburton, Halliburton oh Halliburton's a good player. There are teams that he could be at best. He's going to be guard three, like or guard four. I I mean, you could make an argument for the suck this year. The Rockets. He could go to the Rockets. He could go to the Rockets and play. He could probably go up to Toronto and be a backup. No, I don't think he can go to Toronto. They have Malachi Flynn. Well, I guess Flynn. it depends what happens with Lowry. They yeah, got Malachi Lowry. Flynn, though. But they got Flynn. I think Flynn's going to get those minutes over him. He might start if Lowry's yeah, got though, start. right? I don't Unless know if they, they want well, Ben Fleet at the point. He might play. He's Gary always Trent. played off. You got Gary Trent to play the other guy. guy. Not true. There's just so much depth at the guard that it's going to be tough for him to find Washington's job. Washington's another team. <laughs> Washington good, actually might be a good idea because Raul Nail's uh, a free agent. Charlotte's got a lot of guards. <laughs> He's not going to Charlotte. Dude, Charlotte is like full of guards. Yeah, guard Pacers could use him maybe. Uh, Depending what they, if they do. If they don't re-sign McConnell, maybe they could use Chicago. him. I mean, there are teams that like. Oh, man. I don't know. They, there McConnell? are teams. Tim, is I that like, is that what you're rubbing your hands for? <laughs> I like McConnell. I mean, I love Brogdon too. There's just so many moves that could be made, but I think Waters is out, and I just wonder how they upgrade that depth. Like, it's it's probably going to be the taxpayer MLE that they use in a guard, unless they do something via trade, because they could definitely fit somebody in that TPE. I, I looked at a couple options, um, and I could go through a couple, too. I actually, I don't know if you guys use this, but uh, Fanspo, if, yep. if you guys, yeah, yeah. I, I love, love their trade machine. I found their trade machine, like, a it's little so while ago. It's so much better than ESPN. It's, it's, it's so like, world's better. better. And, like, Real GM is really good, but, like, this actually has, like, updated money. Um, and it gives you like all of the updated payroll. You can and, like, change contracts too. Like if you think someone's going to do a sign and trade, like I, I went in when I was writing an article about Kendrick yeah. Numb, I changed his contract to 15 mil so I could trade him in a sign and trade. It's, uh, it's such a great. so website. useful. Free advertising for fans, Bo, but <laughs> I, I, uh, I went we through We need to get some sponsors day. on the show. We're, we're starting to yeah. get a little bit of people that listen to <laughs> us. I mean, come on. We'll see. Somebody we'll hit see. me with a seltzer sponsorship. Come on. That's all I yeah, drink. Sam and his seltzer. Yeah. Well, and on, Tim too, he's got. Spindrift. What do you have? I have the Price Right brand. Shout out to Price Right. Spindrift. They put a little bit of juice in it. It's excellent. <laughs> Free advertising. Go but, shop at Price Right. I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> Tim, you mentioned some backup depth, and that kind of leads me into my next point. Uh, Celtics summer league team, like the beginnings of the roster were announced. Jared Weiss released an article on the Athletic. Uh, the main guys: Peyton Pritchard, Aaron Neesmith, Carson Edwards, Romeo Langford, and Yamadar. Obviously, we know is coming over. Uh, Yamadar has had his initial workouts with Brad Stevens and the Celtics coaching staff. And one line that stood out to me that I wrote down: Madar turned heads with his playmaking ability, but will need to continue to bulk up to show he can still play his style against NBA physicality in Vegas. So. I'm looking forward to Yamadar. I looked into him a little bit. I wrote an article about him. I think he could be great. He's like 6'3", great playmaker, great shooter. 
it's just a matter of, like I said, if he can bulk up and transition to the NBA from the Israeli league. Because, Sam, I know you said this before. It's not like he's been playing in the Euros or even yeah, like dude, he's playing thing. in Israel. I mean, I, <laughs> tell Which me another player league. that plays in Israel. At least it's if you say the Euro league, league, the Gasols play there. I mean, come on. Yeah, but Sele's in. Right, I mean, I can tell you guys Google. that are in the Euro. I can't tell you anybody in Israel. Tell you guys, yeah, in Australia. I'm googling it. Omri Caspi is there, but he's retiring. Okay. Um. Uh. uh yeah. That's that's about it. That's all I got. Yeah, for I'm you. looking through names. I really don't <laughs> see anything else. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I David David Blatt played there or coached there, right? He oh, coached there. Fantastic. Sue Bird, so I think, played the women's league. league. I see that. Yeah, but I feel like the WNBA is different, or women's players are different because they're because they, they have to the league here. here. Is it's so issue, yeah, they have uh, to the play international is so small. Ball. Yeah, the rest of the year they yeah. have to do something. Yeah, yeah. which crazy that sucks. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> but that's not fair. But, it makes yeah. sense. I, I mean, that's another nobody. It, unless they alternated nights with the NBA, like say the NBA always did Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and they did Tuesday, yeah. Thursday games. Like nobody's gonna. People aren't just, or the majority of people aren't gonna watch that over the NBA. Which is just, sucks. Just, it sucks because it's good basketball. It's just. It's it's its own issue. It's another thing, but it's, anyway, a, it's anyway. a different style of play. I mean, it's a, exactly it's a different game. Um, but yeah, Yamadar is joining the Celtics summer league team. PP, Neesmith, Carson, Romeo, no Grant Williams or Robert Williams on that list. Does that good, stand out to you guys? Good at that all? Robert Williams isn't playing, but Grant should be playing. To be honest with you, Grant needs. It's interesting. Up. Now, th- that leads me to believe either they think he's good enough to already be solidified in the rotation or he could get traded. I, I th- That's the only two explanations I have from that. You know, well, I don't think Carson Edwards is going to be on the team. So, I mean, well, yeah, but they want to show off his value. Like, because Carson's got nothing at You're, this point. Gar- Grant at least has some value, right? Well, I Wait, think Grant think has him? less value, not than Carson, but he has less value than he had last summer. Well, yeah, he also did have a sophomore slump, right? Like, there was such a quick turnaround into his second season. He needs it. Yeah, and I think also, like like we said, this past season's been tough. They were playing him in not a position that really suits his skill set. He's not fast enough or in shape enough to really guard the threes or fours consistently. He works better as a small ball five, but then you had Rob Williams having that breakout that he did. You have him buried behind Tristan Thompson, and then, you know, it, it just didn't play into his favor. But... I think if they move Tristan Thompson, the grant stays because that opens up a bunch more minutes for him. Yeah, I agree. And I think they need to move Tristan Thompson. I think that's yeah. the top priority. But that, that contract's very movable. I don't think people realize like that's actually kind of a trade chip right now. <laughs> that's the but only where, kind where? of trade I want to talk about. It's the only but one that makes him? any sense. <laughs> but who wants him? Is my Clippers favorite, want right? him. Like, well, yeah, I was going to say. They want him really bad. Well, gonna if, the clip, if, the, if the Clippers move on from Ibaka. Maybe, maybe I think the Lakers trade is most likely with TT. I think that yeah, because clutch the clutch factor, and yeah. they just got. I mean, they're letting Andre Kareem, Abdul yeah. Draman. They, they've got no playable centers outside of what ninety-year-old Marcus All. Like that's great for you, but uh, Montrez Harrell was unplayable in the playoffs last year. Andre Drummond was unplayable. Uh, it's Andre just it's a mess there. It's kind of crazy what happened has- with Harrell. He's got the nerve yeah. to come out and say like they aren't playing him right, whatever the hell he said. You yeah, know, he said some clown, some clown shit. I, I think Montrezl Harrell. I don't think Harrell's as bad as they made him look. I just think the way no. they play is bad. I think he doesn't suit I, him. I, yeah, Harrell he needs would, to be in a different situation. Harrell would fit well here. If they I, would, I don't think centers. Harrell. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying right now. I'm saying like <laughs> he'd be great. And the way I said it is stupid, but like he would have fit well like 
on the team, like when Horford was here the first time yeah. as a backup in like I the Amir Johnson go... kind of role. I want him in Miami, but that's just for my own selfish reasons. I don't want um, I, I don't want any guys <laughs> in Miami, Jack. You can stay <laughs> off this, sir. I, I don't want anybody there. I don't want anybody Philadelphia. I don't want anybody in Brooklyn. Uh, or Milwaukee. I, I think I think a Thompson and I don't even know. A Thompson and maybe Carson and the forty fifth pick for Kyle Kuzma would be amazing. I would love that trade. I would absolutely love that trade. Kyle Kuzma is not nearly as bad as everybody thinks we were talking about this with adam and the way he phrased it was everyone is so still caught up about how lakers fans thought he was better with tatum that they don't realize that he's actually a quality nba player and like kyle kuzma would be perfect on the celtics team well, do you, do, what do you think <laughs> so I, I think i think when i talked to adam about it i think we talked about it in one of the green rooms and he kind of summed it up perfectly where it's like kyle kuzma i don't dislike his skill set i think he plays like a style that would be very good for the Celtics rotation. Like he could be one of your first wings off the bench. And I think in a system that, you know, focuses on defense and his skill set is not bad. I think he just got overhyped by Lakers fans. But I think that's because of like you have that bad taste in your mouth that a lot of people will be like, oh, I don't want to train for Kyle Kuzma because of like all of the Kuzma better than Tatum crap that came out in year one that blew up in their face like immediately after. So I don't know. He'd be a good piece. I just don't know if that's what the asking price is. I know that he's looking for a bigger role, though. There were rumors that came out like almost immediately after the season came up. Hey, I mean, you you scoff, but like, hey, I think he'd be like the fourth option on the Celtics, realistically. Like, is that crazy of me to think? Like, I think uh... it would be the, the Jays, Evan Fournier, then Kyle Kuzma. Like, who else is get, like Marcus Smart? That'd be, be fair. Shots. He'd no, be I think you should definitely role. take like, more shots than Marcus Smart if that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I don't that's know. a fair argument. That, that's my reason. Does he start? My, at least. <laughs> I Does think so. Start? I think he could. Ooh, really? I think, I think you he want could. him off the bench. I think yeah. I'd rather have Fournier off the bench. I think I'd rather have Fournier no, rolling against true. bench units. And Smart, uh, you start what? Smart, Brown, Tatum, Kuzma, Al Horford. And then you run Evan Fournier and Robert Williams off the bench so they have a connection. I think that'd be great. I would probably switch flip Al. I would, no, I'd flip, uh, I'd probably flip Kuzma and Tatum. So play Tatum yeah. at the four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's bulked up enough to like that's kind of where he excels that's at, fair. and if you ran Kuzma at the three, you'd have a little bit of a size mismatch. So, or kind of, I mean, it's kind of difficult. All the wings are getting taller. Hell, like Kevin Durant yeah. technically <laughs> a small forward. So he's a, big dude. he's a big dude, and centers are getting smaller, which is weird. It's like this weird. I don't get it how it's working, but. Anyways, uh, we can move on to another recent rumor that I know I got a lot of slack for on Twitter today because apparently I didn't phrase my tweet correctly. Uh, I got nine quote tweets and zero likes, so that that's, that should tell you how bad my, my tweet was. One of them. Uh, <laughs> Eric Bledsoe uh, is supposedly you know in trade talks and the Celtics are interested, and the way I phrased it was – if Eric Bledsoe is coming to the Celtics, you have to imagine that Marcus Smart is on the move, right? Because you can't have both of those guys, right, it, especially starting in the same lineup. And most people took that as, oh, I would trade Marcus Smart for Eric Bledsoe. No. First of all, I don't like the idea of Eric Bledsoe. And second of all, if you're trading for Eric Bledsoe, you trade Marcus Smart for something else. You trade Marcus Smart for the 10th pick. Or I guess in the same trade, I do Bledsoe in the 10th pick for Smart. I, I would consider that trade. I, yeah. I think you could do smart for other depth somewhere else you trade him to the warriors for 14 and you know jordan pool or something i'm not saying you trade smart for bloodsoe straight up that's stupid i'm just saying if bloodsoe is coming to boston i think marcus smart should be traded somewhere else and i'm not advocating for bloodsoe to boston either i think that's a terrible idea but i'm just saying if it were to happen him and marcus smart should not coexist that's just my opinion but yeah (laughs) 
what, what do you think stop with you guys the take? hypothetical trades? I've had enough. That's all it is. That's all we got right now. I don't know, I don't know what you're expecting here. <laughs> Listen, Jack, a time comes every offseason where I start to bitch. Here we are. We've made it. Remember, well, remember last year I was like, this is it. We're talking about bad. the food they're going to eat in the bubble. Last year I was, was bad. furious. <laughs> but what do you guys make or think of the Eric Bledsoe rumors? I assume you're not on not, board as much as I am. Or I, I think it's substantiated. Like, okay, here's the real problem is a lot of people got verified on Twitter. And also congrats to both of you. But <laughs> there true. are random Too many dudes. people got verified. Let's be real. Too it's, many people. I didn't deserve it. No, like James Barry Bonds. Bonds with a Z. Who's like putting out oh, stuff. God. Being like, Dame Lillard wants to go to the Knicks or the 76ers. And everyone's like, who the hell is this guy? And then he put out a rumor today saying that uh, New Orleans does not plan to make an offer at all to Lonzo Ball. They don't. They don't I've, plan trying to make an offer in free agency. I've heard that. I've actually heard that from Sham. Sham's tweeted that they're not matching anything, which is interesting. I've heard that they're not it's, like interested but, in bringing Shams. It was in an article for the Athletic. I can find it for you really quick. But he said the Pelicans are highly unlikely to match any offer Blonzo Ball gets this. So offer. that guy just put out a tweet that. Shams yeah, that Shams basically reported. Oh, a week oh, ago. That's stupid. Let me okay, let me go find it for you. Jeez. All right. Well, I, it was a it was a while ago. Let me let me go find it. It was in like a Ben Simmons article. I'll do some research while you guys discuss because the Pelicans are. Go ahead. No, go on. <laughs> uh, the Pelicans are reportedly shopping Bledsoe and Stephen Adams, which is you know shocker, right? Because they both stink. Who but they're all, those they're, guys? yeah, exactly. But they're also. Uh, I think one thing that could happen. I saw is the Hornets. Uh, get a first round pick and Steven Adams for a second round pick. That way they absorb Adam's salary and they get a first because they don't have a center. Anyways, um, they're also interested in Kyle Lowry, the Pelicans, which is just non Celtics again, but it's another interesting rumor for, I want your guys thoughts on while I look up this uh, Shams. That, that makes sense. Now, if you think about it with the Lowry rumor, like specifically, if you look at him compared to Marcus Smart, like a lot of people draw those parallels between the two, between Lowry and Smart. And I think if New Orleans traded for Marcus, he would get put into that system and would immediately like help set the tone. He would set that defensive intensity. He would be like a cultural reset. Like he would just establish like a really, really strong culture in that locker room only because like you bring him in as a veteran and he would provide some leadership there. I, I think in Boston, like, I want Smart to stay, but in order for Marcus Smart to stay, he needs to buy into that role of facilitator because when he facilitates, like, the team does great. When he takes too many shots and he's not, you know, looking for guys as much, like, he, he excels as a playmaker, and that's really what Boston needs. Um, with Bledsoe, I just I don't really like that. But, I mean, if a deal is yeah. Bledsoe on number 10 for Marcus – in like a second rounder, I consider it because I mean I know a lot of people have been high on Josh Giddy. Like you might be able to get Giddy at number ten, or you can flip number ten and another player and, and get somebody good who can be a starting point guard for you. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's worth it. I, you're talking about blood zone ten for Smart. Yeah, I would consider. I would do it. it. I would definitely. I would definitely do that. Sam, hey, I know everybody's you're definitely high, not high on Giddy. But... I'm. I'm not gonna. Uh, thrash the idea as much as I usually would just because I mean, every, everybody <laughs> must be high on him for a reason. I, I'm He's not a draft man. guy, whoever they pick, I'll Me neither. be behind. <laughs> but, um, I, I, I think Marcus will buy into the playmaking role. I think he has in the past. The, the times you see him take a lot of shots 
are when he kind of has to. It's not when everybody's that's healthy. That's the issue. Everybody's he always has floor. to. Well, th- that's and, not, and that's not his, his fault. I know that's not his fault. But when you, you, my point is, when you have that constant need for a guy to step up, and he's just not exactly doing the best job of it, right? Like I'm not. I'm again. I don't dislike Marcus Smart before I get million, you know, hate comments come my way. But when that guy who you need to step up into that role when he has to isn't performing, then you know what I'm saying, Sam? I, I mean, yeah, that, that that's kind no, of – No, I, I know yeah. what you mean. And there are times he does a fantastic job at stepping yeah. up. And yeah. And it is a problem that he's not always reliable. Sure. Would you like him to be more consistent? Absolutely. But there are plenty of times that you can point to, especially in big games, that he does show up offensively. He is a playoff guy. Especially these last two seasons. He's been fantastic in the playoffs. He was the second best guy in the Toronto series, which was a tight series last year, which shouldn't have been, but it was <laughs> behind Tatum. Yeah. He yeah. was on the Celtics. Second best. Yeah. He was I, yeah, yeah. amazing. He won them game two pretty much by himself, brought the team back from double digits in the fourth, made five threes in a row. One of them was an and one. This year, he was the second best guy in the Nets series behind Tatum. I mean, he is cons- – and he was consistent. He had one bad game from what I remember. Game one, he was good. Game two, I mean, he was fine. Game three, he was really good. Game four, he was decent. Game five was not a good game. But he has been better <laughs> more than he has been bad Yeah, in the playoffs, yeah. which is important I think that's to me. fair. I think the playoffs are your measuring stick for a lot of these guys. That's why I'm high on Romeo right now because I think he had a really good playoff series. Yeah, I I think you make fair points. And I don't dislike Marcus Smart. That's not the point I'm trying to make. But I also have to think of the contract aspect, which I know you don't like thinking about, Sam. It is tough. the money. It is tough. If he doesn't want to stay and they can't work something out, they might have to trade him like we talked about with Adam. But ideally, you would like to keep him around. What's that number? What's that number? What's the most you pay him? I think I think it's twenty two million. I think that's the top of it. I think that's I the think top. That's, I, think I think that's, that's a lot. Way higher than than don't I get think. me wrong. Okay. I think well, okay, think right now. He's let's I mean, I literally have spot rack up for this sole purpose of being able to pull up contracts. I think that's you make now, thirteen. Yeah. Making, My max is like eighteen. That, that's He's where making, I'm sitting at. Well, it's another four million though. I mean, so eighteen might okay. be high for you though. You might so, think like eighteen. Eighteen's like, really my high. It. That that's like that's my yeah. cap. I think that might be my cap too, if I'm being completely honest. So he's making thirteen point eight. His cap hit, however, is fourteen point three, about fourteen point three four million. So like realistically, I think. I mean, okay. So think about Evan Fournier's contract. Like we've heard a lot of numbers thrown out. I mean, I think he's going to land somewhere between 15 to 18 million. Is that what you can pay for Smart, or do you think Smart is going to ask for more, or can you get him for like 16, 17 million? I'm, I'm in the boat worth... that thinks he'll take a team-friendly deal, but it's know. not necessarily uh, guaranteed. I've been absolutely wrong. I thought Horford would do the same, and he didn't. He left for Philly. Um, <laughs> it's a mystery, I've man. Been, I've been reading a lot of articles on the Athletic. I paid for this description i caved in i bought it i'm reading all the articles um john John hollinger is putting out a bunch of great stuff i love i love his articles he he has this number called boards b-o-r-d number or dollar sign right and basically the concept because i can't 
begin to explain it because it or sorry let me phrase i don't want to begin to explain it because I, I don't even understand it myself it's like this big you know formula he has that'll tell you how much these players yeah. are worth it boils okay. down to a number whatever and b-o-r-d-s stands for big old rate in dollars so he's it's not like he's being like completely serious he has a whole formula like you know ratings you know points age stuff like this that boils down to this number he has evan fournier at around 13 million which i think would be really? a steal right which that I would love. be a steal i would love but that i also think that other teams are going to poach him in free agency i think they'll try i think uh these teams around the league are going to give him offers depending on you know where he wants to go i think the mavericks are going to throw him an offer probably if hardaway leaves i think the heat who have cap space uh, are going to throw him an offer that's not biased they're just one of the few teams that have the space to sign him um, and, and then you can make an argument for other teams around the league, depending on what the Spurs want to do. They could do it because I never you never fucking know what the Spurs are going to do. Right. So it's going to be easy, but also hard for the Celtics to retain them, if that makes sense, because they have the money to, you know, resign them, obviously, because they have his rights. But at the same time, there are a lot of teams in free agency who I think could offer him around 15 million. And then if you're asking me if I'd rather have Marcus Smart or Evan Fournier, it's not as easy as a question as maybe it is for you, Sam, because I think they bring such vastly different skill sets that you need both of. Like you need Fournier's like super efficient shooting, but you also need Marcus Smart's defense. But at this point, what is more important, right? Shooting. Because that's what I think. That's what I'm leaning towards. But I also understand – because you also have to consider – Evan Fournier is not a terrible defender. He's not like great, but he's not bad. Marcus Smart is not a good shooter. Like he's streaky, but he's not a good shooter. Let's be real. He's like he had, he's shown glimpses. No, yeah. he's shown glimpses. He's he's had stretches, but he's like the beginning of this season. We were all like, oh, he, he's about to do it. He's gonna like shoot thirty eight percent. No, like it just plummeted. So <laughs> he's a good it, it's when just it matters. tough. For me. That's true. <laughs> yes, That's it's not consistent. I, I don't know. My point is, I would trade Marcus Smart for a lottery pick. I, I don't know if that's, you know, unpopular opinion, Sam. I know you wouldn't because you're not a draft guy. I think that's good return and value. It'd be a significantly cheaper contract. You start to free up some of that money if you really, really cheaper. do want to make – if you want to make a run at one of these guys in the next couple of years in free agency, that's how you do it. I think you if, if you trade Marcus. I think you trade Tristan. I think you get ready to get rid of that Horford contract, and then you'll have maybe a max slot soon. If you – are going to trade him for a lottery pick. You better have somebody in mind if it is Giddy, which is the name that I've heard more than anything that people like at a value around whatever pick they get for Marcus. You do it on draft night when you know you're going to get that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you say this draft is deep. I don't know anything about the draft. So I, I'm very I like some other guys too, but I, I'd imagine you do, but I do not like, trading someone that realistically should be the captain of your team, whether he's, he's not the best guy, but he certainly has been there the longest. They certainly have tradition behind him. You know, it means something to have him on the team to give him up for somebody that hasn't played a game yet is always very difficult for me. I don't love it. If you are really sold on some of these guys, like people are sold on Giddy. I mean, fine. But like, I mean, you said the Warriors, you trade him for 14. Like, I would really not want to give him up unless you're Four, both the I mean, both 14 is low. I, I'd ask for, like, I, I, know I would want both of those picks. I, Seven I don't think they would even begin to get They would they know. There is no want way they would. I would, I would do two lottery like picks. 14 and, like, maybe Pascal or maybe, like, Jordan Poole or Damian Lee or, like, one of those shooters. Like, I'd do that. But I think I think the Warriors are going to end up trading those picks in Wiggins for Ben Simmons or for Pascal Siakam. I think, I think they're going to make some blockbuster this offseason. 
I think Why? I think the because it gives them longevity. It's like, but they're trying uh, to win now. I think they're yeah, but you're, to win. you can win now with if you pick good. Especially you say this draft is deep. Okay, you pick whatever players. I don't know, but you're gonna have those guys. Those guys are gonna get better as the Splash Brothers decline. I mean, you're yeah. you're setting yourself up to be good for a long time. It's it's up to yeah. them. I mean, this isn't a Warriors podcast. I don't know much about their team. Um, <laughs> but if I was them, I mean, you already have Wiseman, who's a good piece, even though he's been injured and stuff like that, which is never good for a big guy. Big guys are dangerous when they're injured. But, I mean, you really have a chance to set yourself up to be like a – maybe not a dynasty, but like the Spurs where you're always in it. Yeah, yeah, because you could pair those young guys with James Wiseman, which I think would obviously be uh, ideal. But then you also have to consider, you know, Clay, Draymond, Steph have, what, so many years left. And they're good enough to win a championship if you put the right pieces next to them. Absolutely. So uh, you just you just got to weigh those options, in my opinion. But What uh, do you anyways, think of the Dame Miller thing? Oh, gosh. For for the Warriors, I think they have the best package for Dame. I think the Warriors yeah, I sure hope they get him. Those, those that's two that's where picks. I want him to go. Yeah. Really? Why? Well, they could get market. Why? Because it's not the Knicks. It's not the uh, 76ers. It's not the Lakers. <laughs> it's not any of these teams that I don't want to see get them. For, as a Celtics fan, that is the best, safest spot that he could go. I, I will say this now on the record. I think if the Warriors trade for Dame Lillard, I think Steph Curry is gone. Fine with me. Because of that money. Because of that money. And I mean, like, do they trade him or is he just walks? No, I think he'd walk in next free agency. He's got one more year on his deal and they still have have one year with both of them, though. Right. Yeah. They would have one year with both. But then if if that's the plan, I don't know if Dame would want to do that. And not that he has a choice, but, you know, it's Dame and he has a great relationship with the Blazers. He, he has does. some sort of saying this. He's not a prick. So <laughs> even though I'm I'm very much in the boat, like, shut up, you're under contract, like, weep. Like, Which him. he has so far. He yeah, has. No, he's <laughs> been pretty good. He hasn't been a prick. He's not like Harden. Harden is. And in fairness, they've done a lackluster job. Like, they've, they, they've I don't made know why Harden little changes. <laughs> yeah, Harden. They, in in comparison. Know. Dude, Harden, Harden deserved to get shipped Harden to, like, talent. Vancouver. He, he got so much talent built around him. Like, yeah, he I just couldn't do it. If, if Kyrie was not involved with the Celtics, he would be the one I, I like the least on that team. Yeah. Harden, just, just, okay, yeah. just from an unbiased, like, any any Celtics beef aside, he is the – I cannot stand him. I don't mind Durant. Yeah, I like as a person. I, like I think Durant. he's funny. Durant I think he's plenty of favorites. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean, this is another one I've been meaning to ask. What do you think of the Dejounte Murray rumors, Tim? I like him. Um, I think you're kind of trying to see. I think you have to be really, really certain if you make a trade for anybody, especially because if if you look at that deal, like. What's the best trade package you think you could put together beside it being like a one for one smart for Murray kind of situation? I think you could do Romeo, Grant Williams, Tristan Thompson, and two first round picks. Really? For nothing like that? That's free. That's what we like. Those are the trades, Jack. We're pumping (laughs) them out. We finally got something that's worth doing. I think you like that one? Of course I like it. They're not giving up anything important. Actually, Romeo's kind of important. Two first-round picks is 
pretty important. First picks are meaningless. We we don't want picks anymore. Jack, funny enough, Jack all season said he doesn't want any more young guys. Now the draft's here and he's all pick happy. I just but, like the draft. That's just that's just me. I he's just like, like, dude, that. I want a lottery pick now. I'm like, Jack, all season you said you don't want them taking any more guys. Now you want a lottery pick. Yeah. I, you have to be really sure that Murray is your point guard. Like you have to be really, yeah, really, really sure. I like him, but you you have to be really certain that he's like your best fit. He's the best option available. Or like, do you think that maybe like Derek White's a, a better choice? I would I would consider yeah, I that before it. before Murray. And I don't think you'd have to go up as much. I he's think maybe a, a similar package. You keep Grant and you keep one of the first. So you do what Romeo, keep Tristan, Grant, and a first. Baby. I would or do maybe you keep Tristan in a first in like yeah. a second rounder. You probably have to throw in a second rounder to sweeten that. Mm-hmm. But like you get a lottery talent in Romeo, you can build around him. You can make him another ball handler, or you can just make him like then you can run. Slasher. Yeah, you run Dejounte Romeo. You got Keldon Johnson still, Devin Vassell still there in San Antonio. Yaka Pertle to run the five, Tristan Thompson to back him up. Uh, obviously, you could you know also buy out Tristan Thompson if you want to because they'll have the money too. But. I think the Spurs would consider it depending on what direction they go. And I don't really know what they're going to do this offseason because DeMar DeRozan is free agent too. And who the hell wants DeMar DeRozan? Let's be real. Like who's going to sign him? I wonder, like, I wonder how much money he's going to make. That's I the don't question, think right? any. Like, how, I don't how think much he'll make anything. Him? Nothing. I don't want him. I, I would pay zero dollars to zero sign really? him. Really? No. because he's, he, he's still got something he to offer. He's got he value, He can't play man. defense. He can't shoot threes. He can he drive can't to the rim. Threes. But he's gonna. He can't. Like he. He can't create he his own shot, though. That is one he, thing. But, he but you the have Celtics in that Spurs game. He killed the Celtics. That you don't game. need I, shot I, I'm creators. I'm not a big DeRozan guy, but I think. I think it's interesting to see where he ends up because wherever he ends up, he's not gonna have to be the guy, and he's gonna have a a role. But and then he what's might his role really if he's not the guy? That bench I think score, he's. Maybe. No, bench but scorer. I think I think he's one of those guys who, if he's not the guy, he is useless. I, that's just what I think, right? Well, you could be the guy off the bench. Yeah. I guess so. But then you, what, you're telling me DeMar DeRozan is unplayable with the starting unit, right? Like, that's just such a steep well, No, that's what you're him. telling me. <laughs> that's what I think he is. And that's why I'm saying I wouldn't pay anything for him. Uh, maybe maybe throw him the MLE, like, five million. Like, maybe yeah. I'll give you five mil. But it's just like, at that point, he, he needs to be the best guy on the roster because only those best guys have the the freedom to just create their own shots and take mid range. Like look at Chris Paul. It works for him. Cause he's one of the best well, players in the suns. Well, yeah, he's also like the point God. He's like a top five point guard. Like, ever. yeah, exactly. But like, like look at Devin Booker. Like let's talk about Middleton. Shoot all he wants I to. think Middleton fits right into your, uh, you know, I mean, Middleton he's the vastly s- different though. Cause he yeah. can shoot. No, 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 no. I'm not saying they're the same. I'm saying I'm, I'm giving you guys that aren't like the, like top dudes all time. Okay. That's what I'm oh. saying. Middleton's okay. a guy that creates his own shot. I mean, he, but he he's can create one. his own shot in better ways. Right? I'm not DeMar talking. DeRozan I'm has... not saying DeRozan's the same guy. I'm I'm backing your point. I'm giving you an example oh, that's oh, not oh. like a yeah. top okay. all time player. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. I just don't. I just don't know where he fits. Right? Like, who's gonna sign DeRozan? That's my like. Where? Who and wants the Lakers? Throw money uh, someone who him. needs a really solid rotational piece Miami for like the mid level. I think the Lakers. Miami makes gonna... a lot of sense actually. I think and he'll go to L. A. Well, because he's from LA. He wanted, he yeah, all the rumors that he wanted to play for the Lakers all those years ago, and then he yes, signed that shit. extension with the Raptors. I'll go play for the Lakers. He'll be useless. Yeah, sure. He'll play alongside LeBron, <laughs> not be able to shoot threes. 
I that would be a terrible fit, right? He'd just have to only come off the bench, and that would just give them another guy who they can't play in crunch time moments. Like they'd have what Andre Drummond, Montrez Harrell, and Demar Derozan all chilling on the bench together in fourth quarter of the playoff game. Like good, good job, have fun with that, LA. Like that's just not what they need. And if they want to sign it for talent's sake, then go ahead. But I need I, I need the Warriors think... to be a powerhouse this year. <laughs> just guarantee just for the sake me of the playoffs. Because I, I don't know if Phoenix is gonna. I'm not saying they caught screwed. lightning in a bottle, but I think uh, I don't know if they're going to be this good again. Clippers are screwed. Well, the iron's hot. Yeah. yeah. And the Clippers are also in a spot, too, because they're screwed. Kawhi might, Kawhi might yeah, jump we, out of there, we, man. And no idea what's going to happen with Kawhi. Yeah. No, no idea. I he's mean, got, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe he takes that one year to just recover and just take the money. Like, that's that was the, the ideal thing. for them. Yeah, I will cause... say, though, at the same time, not that Kawhi is going to drop off in one season, but if he does leave, he has a market right now. It'll just be like Kevin Durant last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll sign with the Nets and he just won't play the first year, and which is he'll get a max contract for four years somewhere else. So maybe he takes that guaranteed four-year contract somewhere. I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see. What I wonder if you're the Celtics year. if you try and get Kawhi. How? It, it all it depends on cost. No, no, no. Well, I mean, I don't know anything about money, but I mean, if you if you were really in on it, right? And you said it's physically impossible. It's not. You'd physically have impossible. you'd have Say to do you, a like, sign and trade. Like you, you just get rid of a bunch of guys to clear cap. Like there, there are ways to do it, but uh, it's I don't really think there is. With the Horford deal, I mean, like yeah, it's literally. How? I mean, you would be tr- I, either that or you're trading like Marcus in time. Like it depends what the money is, right? Because like when Kevin Durant signed with the Warriors, he took a pay cut. Like when he first signed his contract there, he took a pay cut in order for them to be able to fit everybody. And I don't know if Kawhi would do that. And also, hell no, no, I don't. <laughs> if you're throwing a bunch of money at a guy who's hurt right now, yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. I'm just I don't know, man. Kawhi for some reason, just because of the Raptors season and the Celtics could have got him. And not that I regret not having them trade for him because he would have left and they would have gave up Jalen Brown and been empty-handed. Yeah. But I mean, man, like, but then he's been on the Clippers, man, and they haven't been good, or they haven't they've underachieved underachieved and i i'm not saying it's a thing but the most they did was when he was hurt i that's just a stupid take but you know what i'm saying like they made the conference finals i think he picked the wrong running mate i think he picked the wrong running mate like paul george has like this renaissance performance in the playoffs and it's when Kawhi is not there so like i think he just picked a guy that he liked he didn't necessarily pick the best running mate I think pretty much everyone who's ever picked Paul George to be a running mate has just been like, wow, <laughs> this is a terrible idea. This Paul was George was the best when he was by himself. He needs yeah. to be the guy. And, and he, he, he can be the guy. good this year as the guy. I think he better. can be the Maybe guy. not good, but he was better yeah. than he ever really has yeah. been recently. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, he was he was great in OKC when he took over, when Russ was like, okay, PG, you go ahead. Fucking, what, top three in MVP voting, Paul George? Top three in Depoy voting? Like he, That was an amazing season. It's just Dame. It's just uh, Dame. <laughs> like, that, was tough. By Dame. that was tough. That was that was not ideal. But um, that's all I have for Celtics rumors, et cetera, you know, to go around today. I did end up finding that sham Lonzo Ball thing, which we never talked about because we just got into different conversations. It's, cra- it's crazy that they're not going to even match. The, yeah, the quote a, was, well, yeah, the really, Pelicans sorry. are screwed. Like, In a Shams article, screwed. Shams – uh, posted Lonzo Ball update. New Orleans is unlikely to match a significant offer sheet on Ball. Sources said Ball 23 is among the top point guards in the free agent market. The Bulls and Clippers are expected to be among the teams interested in him, according to sources. He averaged career highs in points and three point shooting percentage this past season. So, yeah, it's tough. Uh, it's Clip just Pelicans, like why Pelicans are screwed. Well, they're going to do Zion's already bitching that he wants to leave. 
and his he's family been there. Is worse. Yeah, I mean, yeah. screw him. If well, I'm the no, Pelicans, the I family mean, gets in the ear, man. Oof. No, but seriously, you've you've played less than two years because you really sat out most of the first year, and you played like. Like who are you to complain? Shut up! I will say, I will say, I will say. In fairness, last year what they did was fucking horrendous. Like, what the fuck was that team they put next to? (laughs) You're gonna put Zion Williamson in the starting lineup with Stephen Adams? I'm a fucking 22 year old kid, and I could have told you not to do that. What is wrong with you? And they signed Stan Van Gundy to be the head coach. They were a mess. Like, and I've listened to JJ Reddick's podcast too. Apparently, the Pelicans told him they would, you know, work out a trade. Yeah, they they were telling him at the start of the season. David Griffin, they're like, yeah, we'll work out a trade for wherever you want to go because he wanted to be near Brooklyn because that's where his family is located. He, he was like – I and he prefaced it was like, I didn't want to go to the Nets. I just wanted to be in the Northeast next to my family, right? And then they fucking sent him to Dallas halfway through the season. Like he had no say in that. And obviously you don't have a say in the trading, but that's just bad business, right, to tell him you're going to facilitate a trade yeah, to somewhere he wants not to right be. To tell him right? That. And so – on top of the fact that they filled the roster with non-shooters who Zion couldn't play with, and now they're not, you know, going to re-sign their quote-unquote franchise point guard who they brought in from the AD trade, right? You're running Lonzo Ball at shooting guard half the time, so Bledsoe could be point guard. Like, wh- it's just, the way they run their organization is terrible. It's just it, it horrendous. Re-sign him. Right? It, it's you just give like, up why? Anthony Davis for him, and he's going to walk? It just makes it's no not sense. like he's completely like bottomed Josh out. Hart like wants you out said. too. Hart wants out too. Like it's just like what's going on? Like that it, franchise needs wrong. to move somewhere else. Seattle oh, those picks. Those picks <laughs> better Pelicans. hit, man. It, those picks better uh, hit. Yeah, Jesus. Like and why? I'm sorry again. Why? Why are you taking Jackson Hayes if you just drafted Zion? Right? Like realistically, I know it's a draft night trade, but you spent your first overall pick on Zion Williamson, and then you pick a center who can't shoot the ball to play next to him. It's just like those types of decisions that make no sense. Like who, who else was there ab- available when Jackson Hayes went off the board? Cause I have to assume there was someone better than that fit. Like, like they could have had, they could have had Rui Hachimura, Cam Reddish. This is the, listen to this. Rui. This is the next, oh my God. The next Rui, five. So good. The next five after Jackson Hayes immediately after in order, Hachimura, Cam Reddish, Cam Johnson, PJ Washington, Tyler hero. What the fuck were you doing? And then Romeo. They could have Romeo. Then Romeo. (laughs) Then they got – you got Matisse Teibel in the back. Brandon Williams. Clark. Darius. Like, that. that is a horrendous draft pick. And even if Jackson Hayes turns out to be this dominant force at center, he can't play next to Zion. Right? Like, it's just – Where have we heard this before where you draft two really good players that can't play together? It seems so familiar. (laughs) It's just – it's – The Philly of the South. (laughs) <laughs> it's painful. It's just painful, right? At least, at least Philly had a chance, right? You're hoping yeah. Ben Simmons develops a jump shot. They had no chance in, in New Orleans. They are an absolute fucking disaster. So it's it's and people don't want to play there, like <laughs> for real. Like who wants to at play least more? say they move to Seattle? At least like there's a lot of good players from the Pacific Northwest that would love to play in Seattle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I. I forget if you said the same or I just thought somewhere. St. Louis ever gets a team. Goodbye, Jason Tatum. He, he's yeah, moving, he's like, moving to St. Louis. Yeah, don't speak that into the freaking universe. Oh, my God. No, oh, I yeah. Die. yeah, that's why I'm trying to curb the – I'm not big on the expansion. I would love it. Yeah, you'd love it. Then they'd put a team in St. Louis. Then we'd be like – No, no, oh. I think I think it'd be Seattle and Vegas. I, I, I don't think it would be St. Louis either, but – 
I think that le- it leaves a chance for it to more happen. jobs for us. That's what I want. It would create more jobs for us to apply for. That's where That's my true. mindset's at. I would love you, Chris, <laughs> to you move to Seattle and cover the Sonics. I think that'd be amazing, but. Anyways, that that's all the topics I had for today. Was there anything else either of you guys wanted to bring up before we start to wrap up the show here? Nah, I mean Colin Sexton. <laughs> I I would love Colin Sexton. Sam that fits is into the TPE. Saying, Sam is under the rec on the record saying that is one of the few guys he would consider trading smart for. Am I correct? Yeah, he's young. He plays a uh, hard. You know, he plays hard on defense. The only problem is you would probably have to pay him soon, which is it kind of puts yeah. the same boat. But you know, you're, do you, you're worried you about paying it? Marcus, and now you got to worry about paying this guy. Yeah, but I mean, he's young enough that you're like you'd be paying him to be part of no. the core. Yeah, you absolutely I mean, would. I think any and all moves, by the way, you have to be clearing with the Jays. Like you got to be talking to them, being like, yes. "Hey, would you be open to us moving Marcus? Do you want to play with Marcus?" Like. Is as important as Marcus is, like I would be having those meetings with the Jays, be like, hey, like yeah. we kind of have to worry about paying him soon. All right, do you want him here long term? But I, he fits. Like I will say this, Colin Sexton fits into that Kemba Walker deal. He fits into that TPE. Yes, sir. Yes, Perfect. Does so that'd be great. And he can still use the other TPEs. I mean, I don't know. I, I would consider it. I like it. I think the only. Is, excuse me issue is there is that there might be more enticing packages being offered their way i've seen stuff like immediately just from me you know writing about them i've seen a package that is suggested you know tyler hero two first round picks precious achua and someone else for sexton and love right so you could get both back like do you want at that point do you want marcus smart or tyler hero right and obviously marcus smart's a better player right now but if you're the Cavs, if you're looking like, to let's, build exactly let's be real he's young it. He's showed promise. Miami and you get off the love contract. And Miami you get not off the big contract. on giving him up though. In the past, now, they also have Jared we, we have Allen to too. They have Jared Allen that's a restricted free agent. So would they would they let Allen walk or would they keep a Chua and like run a Chua at the I think five? You could run, I think you could run a Chua as a backup. I don't think he's ready to start right now, anyways. And I, you'd have to you'd get Goran Dragic and Iguodala in that deal too to match the love contract. So you'd have Three, those two people. Oh. God, so I don't got know from a heat but... perspective if I would take on that love deal. They Ugh. want love. It's rumored that they really? want love. Well, it's also rumored that he's they're working on a buyout and he's going to be looking for a vet minimum contract. Which okay, is then just wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hey, if you want to add Sexton too, that's also something you could you know yeah. you could buy for because you got to weigh those scenarios if you're the Heat. Like, would I rather have just Kevin Love or would I rather eat his contract for a couple of years and get Colin Sexton to pair with Bam Adebayo after Jimmy Butler's gone, right? Because that, that's that's a playoff team, in my opinion, in a few years once Jimmy's gone too. So it's an interesting debate to be had there. But I'd love Sexton on the Celtics. The only concern is there that you, you, you're you basically losing any playmaking you already had outside of Evan Fournier, right? Yeah. So and I'm not saying Sexton's a bad passer because realistically, who the fuck was he going to pass to in Cleveland People anyways? People improve too. So, <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to see from that perspective there. But um, that, that's going to be it for us today, I think. Thank you so much for joining us, Tim. We appreciate you often on the show once again. Uh, is there anything you wanted to plug or say before we wrap up the show here? No. Uh, <laughs> that's enjoy a lie. the finals. Go, go, no, go come follow, on. Go yeah, follow Tim's newsletter follow, on follow, Medium. Still the Clover, Clover Disclosure, correct? I don't want to push or anything. I know uh, you moved. No. I'm, a, I'm just on Medium now. Um, yes, but okay. you can find me at Tim Shields NBA on Twitter. Um, yeah. I occasionally post NBA stuff. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Go check out his work on Medium. Great stuff. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on the show again today, Tim. You guys can follow me at Jackson NBA. You can follow Tim at Tim Shields NBA. Uh, you can follow us at Bannertown USA. And per usual, Sam, go ahead and wrap us up. 
Yeah, big shout out to Tim. Uh, we're looking forward to doing pregames again with him this year. It was always fun last year to hop on before the game, chat yes, up sir. with everyone in the YouTube chat. Um, you can follow him at Tim Shields NBA. Uh, follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. Follow me and Jack, Jack at Jacks1NBA, me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's our show for today. Bye.